Get out there and tell somebody about Jesus. How's everybody doing today? Come on, somebody. Nothing's sticking anymore. Well, can't work in my office today. It's flooded. Man, there is just a good vibe happening today. All right, folks, we're back. Podcast 74. And uh, today we got a special guest with us today. We got Kayla. She's stepping in for Pastor Luke. He's uh, been pretty busy today. And uh, Kayla, it's good to have you back on the podcast. Yeah, I'm glad to be back. I actually don't think that me and you have been on the podcast yet together. You were last time you were on, you were filling in for me. Is that, yes. That's correct. Yeah. Right. You, I think it was you and Leanna were in, filling in for me last time I was gone. I can't remember where I was. I was somewhere not here. <clears throat> so it's good to be on the podcast with you. And you know the drill now. You've been on the podcast at least once, so hopefully you figured this out. It's still football season. Yes. And so that means first thing we have to do is we have to talk about what happened this weekend with the Lions, and then we got to make predictions for this week. And this is a really big week to have to make a prediction for yes. Pastor Luke because this is round one of the playoffs. The first time the Lions have been in the playoffs, and I believe it's since 2016. First time they've had a home playoff game since 1993, which is before either of us were born. Mm-hmm. And uh, first time they've won the division since 1991, which is obviously even more before we were born. Also the first yeah. playoff game at Ford Field in history. Yes. Um, so no pressure. No pressure at all. In, in picking <laughs> this. But I will say last week, both Pastor Luke and myself predicted correct that the Lions were going to beat the, the Minnesota Vikings. And so that was, that was good. And that leaves our final score for the regular season at me with 11 wins, 11 correct predictions. And... Five incorrect predictions. Mm-hmm. And Pastor Luke with wait, that doesn't add up. There's 17 games. Oh, there's another tally here. 12. 12 correct <laughs> predictions. <laughs> it blended in. 12 correct predictions and five incorrect. So five losses. And then Pastor Luke has 14 correct and three incorrect so, he, so he's been on a roll he's, he beat me by two at, at when it all was said and done well that makes me feel a lot better because if I pick wrong he's still winning <laughs> <laughs> yes he still will be winning he still will be winning all right so uh did you did you watch the game on Sunday um against the Vikings yeah no the uh, only thing I know about the Vikings is that Blake Perel, I think is his name He's actually a Christian artist, and he plays for the Vikings. Oh, okay. I was like, I don't think he's on the Vikings. I've never heard of that guy's name before. Really? Yeah. They're purple, right? Yeah. Yeah, he plays on the Vikings. Okay. So, I mean, he came out with a song, Waves, and he also is an NFL player. I don't know what he plays. Maybe he's a kicker, and you know kickers. <laughs> like, no one really knows their name. Yeah, but <laughs> maybe. I mean, I'm, I believe you. I'm sure you're correct. I just I didn't know that. I didn't know that. It was a pretty pretty good win against the Vikings. They beat them pretty good. Justin Jefferson is obviously, he's amazing. He's Justin Jefferson. He hurt the Lions a little bit. Um, but we, we were able to handle them pretty well. Mm-hmm. Came up with the victory, 20-30. to 30. And then this week, 
The big Rams game. The big Rams game. That's right. And now, Matthew Stafford. I feel like Caleb Pasterluk is going to be a little bit more um, confident with you making his pick <laughs> over some of the other people that have been in here because you, you're a sports fan. Yes. And I know football is not your sport, mm-hmm. but you're still a sports fan. You know what's going on in the sports world. You just told me that it's the big game with the Rams <laughs> and Matthew Stafford coming back. Like, you know that. So looking up, look, looking ahead to this week, what do you got? Mm, okay. So golf in the playoffs, we've been talking about this in the office, but golf <laughs> in the playoffs, he usually stinks. Yeah. <laughs> but I think this is the year for the Lions, so I'm going to predict – that golf gets it together. <laughs> you're saying golf gets it together. You're, yes. saying, you're saying Lions W. Yeah, Lions W. All right. I, I've i gone back and forth all week with this one. Right now, I'm leaning towards Lions W. Okay. Because it's a home game. Yes. If it was in L.A., I would say Rams. I, I think I would pick the Rams. But it's at Detroit. There has never been a playoff game in Ford Field. The fans in Detroit, I think, are going to be just wild. So wild. And I think I think Detroit gets it done, and I think the crowd gets to Stafford a little bit. Yes. And also, here's another reason why I think so. I don't. I heard this on a on a, a beat writer's podcast, and he said that the Rams don't have a very good offensive line when it comes to pass protection. Mm-hmm. And so I think. Especially Aiden Hutchinson is going to be able to get to get to Stafford a little bit, and, and if if they can put pressure on Stafford, I think they'll get him off his rhythm. Yeah, don't you love <laughs> him, a- Aiden? Aiden? Oh, Aiden! Yeah, Aiden Hutchinson—he's amazing. Oh my goodness, he came out of nowhere this year. I feel like in my eyes, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> like he was—he was awesome. I loved watching him in, at Michigan a couple years ago, and then get drafted first round. Loved it, and then he was a force last year, and he stepped it up even more mm-hmm. this year. I think he's. Number two or three in the league, like the entire NFL, wow. with pressures on the quarterback. Um, so I, I think he's going to get to Stafford a little bit this week. I think it's going to be a close game. I don't think Lions are going to walk away with it. I don't think the Rams are going to walk away with it. Mm-hmm. I think it's going to come down to the fourth quarter. Hopefully the Lions can squeak it out. Hopefully. And honestly, I think they're already getting to it because of the social yeah. media that you're seeing of the presence of, like, Stafford's wife is speaking out. Matthew <laughs> Stafford's speaking out. He's, like, you can t- feel the tension. Oh, yeah. There's, a lot. Oh, you can t- cut the tension with a knife. <laughs> it's it's a lot. I'm, I'm excited. <laughs> and my connect group's also this Sunday, so all the boys said that the game better be on the TV. So. Yeah, 100%. I, I agree with them. <laughs> and if you're listening before Sunday and you want to go to Kayla's connect group, Kayla, Kayla how do they go to your connect group? Um, so we have our co-ed um, young adult connect group at my house. It's 2354 Huff Place. That's my house. <laughs> and it's Highland, Michigan. So you're more than welcome to come and hang out with us. We just... We're going to study the Bible, and we're going to watch some football and play a game, and we're just going to talk and have fun. Nice. That's good. I like it. All right. So, Kayla, what I'm going to do for the rest of our time together, we got our predictions out of the way, is right now we are in the middle of prayer and fasting. Mm -hmm. And what I actually want to do is I want to kind of shift a little bit. We'll still talk about kind of prayer and fasting, but I want to shift a little bit because with our prayer and fasting here at Cornerstone, Pastor gave all of us, and as a staff, it's it's a requirement for us, 
um, to do not only prayer and fasting, but also a Bible reading challenge. (laughs) And so I thought that I was really stepping it up this year when I decided to read the entire New Testament in 21 days. Uh-huh. And that was a big step for me. I was like, man, this I think it's going to be a great, like, I'll really be able to consume a ton of the Bible this way. It's going to be awesome. Last year, I did, like, the Gospels, Acts, and Proverbs. So this year, like, we're going to go the whole New Testament. Mm-hmm. And then we were, like, going around a table sharing what we were going to do. And I was like, yeah, I'm going to do the whole New Testament. And then you stepped up to the plate, and you're like, yeah, I'm going to do the whole Old Testament in 21 days. <laughs> what I was saying to be honest I just I knew that's what like I've been praying about it of like what I should do and everyone's like New Testament New Testament and I was like the Lord just like dropped on my heart of like the Old Testament and then when pastor got up and bowed down (laughs) when I said that yeah I was like is that actually a lot like I forget off the top of my head right now in this moment I'm like is that actually a lot it's 45 chapters a day 45 chapters a day Yes, it's so much. So much. Okay, so what I wanted to do uh, for the rest of our time is, Kayla, I want to know, and I'll I'll share some stuff too. Mm -hmm. I want to know what is something that either you've learned, something that you are like, man, this was just a crazy thing that happened. Maybe something God's been speaking to you. What's that experience been like? I mean, what are we on? We're on day four. Mm -hmm. So you've been reading 45 chapters a day for four days. What's that like? <clears throat> so I'm actually ahead of the game because yesterday I knew I wouldn't have enough time to get my 45 chapters in. Yes. So I actually read ahead and I'm actually on day six or seven right now, technically nice. in my readings. So I just finished Deuteronomy. Um, I would say, though, <laughs> the craziest thing to me is the Israelites right now. Um, so I just went through and... Okay, we go through Numbers. We talked about this. We go through Numbers, Leviticus, and they repeat in the end of Exodus. Yeah. They repeat so much. Yeah. It's like this is the Lord spoke to Moses. Moses and Aaron go and speak <laughs> this to the Israelites and just keep it going on and on. But I cannot believe how much the word grumbling yeah. comes <clears throat> in all those chapters. Oh, yeah. <laughs> it's insane. And I just think of like— if God did that many miracles in front of, like, us, yeah, like, why would you question him? He he has not even done a massive miracle like that in front of me, and I still believe. And yeah. I would never gro- grovel at him. Like, I would not. I would yeah. not question him. <laughs> yeah. Oh. I love that you said that because if any of you guys are listening and you, you don't know Kayla— Kayla is like super positive. She's like has so much energy. You always like are like— bring light into the room. Like you're so positive. And so I think it's funny that you're like, what the heck? These stupid Israelites are just grumbling the whole time. Like get your act together. Like I love that. That's what you brought out. You're like, these idiots. Why do they keep grumbling the whole time? It's frustrating to me because I mean, okay. if we all want God's promises, right? Yeah. But okay. So the whole old Testament is talking about like, basically like, land and what I'm going to give to you or your ancestor, or your ancestors are going to give to you. Yeah. It says the God of Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob, like yeah. the biggest thing. And okay, we know God in the Old Testament had an angry, <laughs> jealous God. 
Yeah. Right? Yeah. And he just is like furious with them. They're like, he's like, nope, you're done. <laughs> and even to Aaron and Moses, I don't think many people like realize this, but Aaron and Moses both had to die yeah. because of the Israelites. Yeah. Basically, because <clears throat> of the whole rock water situation. Yeah. Like, Aaron <laughs> had to get stoned to death, okay, by his people. Yeah. I'm pretty positive. Yeah, That's well, what I read. They, they went up, they, they buried him under, under, I think he died on the mountain, and then they buried him in stones. Okay. So, something about the stones, but it all had to do from a stone in water. But, yeah. And then <laughs> Moses was like, the Lord told Moses, like, oh, you get to look at the land, but you're never going there. <laughs> and it's like, okay, Google. And they both die on a mountain. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, it's, it's crazy. So, yeah, I, I was curious how that was going. Do you feel like, this is maybe a question some people are wondering, mm-hmm. do you feel like consuming 44 chapters a day, like there's a lot of reading to do, do you feel like you're able to actually like retain some of that? And you're like, wow, this is a growing, like I'm actually like learning about God during this, or is it just like, like study for finals the night before, like cramps, cram reading. So it's really (laughs) weird because I have, when I thought of this Bible reading challenge, I was like, Lord, like this is just going to be like the whole entire reading, just throwing at my face kind of thing. But honestly, it hasn't been. I've been annotating the whole time, like looking up words that I was like, what, what is this? And what does this mean? I got to do that a lot in the OT. (laughs) (laughs) They do, but usually it's like down below, like right there, that would be a study Bible. But um, some of them I've had to look up and just like understand them and like why they're saying these things. But there's some parts where I'm just like, okay, like the offerings, they repeat so many times. I'm like, I'm not going to read a whole nother passage. (laughs) I'm just going to skim through this. And if there's something that pops out to me that the Lord speaks to me, um, but other than that, like I've learned so much, honestly. Yeah. I would say. Yeah. That's awesome. I, I, that's such, such a good thing. I love really, I think we sometimes think about as church, like church age Christians that, oh, we just need to read like the new Testament. That's what's really important. Read mm-hmm. the new Testament. It's the new Testament, which the new Testament is incredibly important. It's, it's, there's the gospels in there, the story of Jesus, the laying out of salvation in Romans, like the instructions for the church, like that's all there. Mm-hmm. But I think that to understand the New Testament and to understand Jesus, to understand the Messiah, to get the best understanding, mm-hmm. you have to go back and read the Old Testament. Yeah. Because it all, right, there's one of the, a pastor that I listen to and I love, he says this, he says, the Old Testament is, the whole thing is about Jesus is coming. Yeah. And then he says, the gospels is Jesus is here. Mm-hmm. And then he said, Acts to Revelation is he's coming back, and this is what we do until he comes. Yes. And I love that. And so the whole Old Testament, like it's a big chunk of the Bible. It's there for yeah. a reason. We have to get into it. So I love that you were like, yeah, let's do the Old Testament. That's yep. awesome. I, I'm excited for it. I mean, it's long. So I think it's like, honestly, you have to spend at least four hours or yeah. more. In the Bible a day. Like, that's a lot. Yeah, that's a lot. And so what what do you, what have you noticed is one of the biggest um, differences or an area where you've been like, man, I've had to not do this and do my Bible reading instead. So the biggest thing that I wanted to do is pastor also asked us to like eliminate distractions. Yeah. So I was like, okay, I'm not, I'm a big person when 
of like sleep habits. Okay. So I my my brain I'm a huge overthinker at night. I know that's really weird to say. Yeah. But I hate getting lost in my thoughts. Yeah. Because normally I can't fully take captive my thoughts in that moment then. Yeah, for sure. And it just it, it's racing. Yeah. Oh yeah. And um I can kind of spiral down a bad road road kind yeah. of thing. But so I always put on a TV show before I go to bed. Usually okay. it's like SWAT or something to yeah. be honest. <laughs> yeah. Um so I've had to eliminate all entertainment, basically. Okay. Unless I'm at the gym and I'm watching the football game on the screens while I'm working <laughs> out. But, um, Lord forgive me. Um, so I've taken that time and, like, when I'm doing laundry, I have the Bible out and stuff like that. Um, just, like, household things. Yeah. I'm replacing the, like, listening to music and at my home time. Yeah. With just straight reading the Bible. That's awesome. So before <clears throat> bed, reading the Bible. When I wake up in the morning, reading the Bible until I have to get ready. Yeah. Man, that's so good. I hope you guys out there are like encouraged and challenged to be like, yeah, I need to be more like Kayla. Like if Kayla can do this and set aside these distractions, I'm mm-hmm. going to do it too. Let's get on it. You know, I've been uh, going through the New Testament and I'm working through almost done with the Gospels uh, mm-hmm. here or done with Matthew and Mark and about halfway through Luke right now. And I love reading through the Gospels so quickly. It's just like so much Jesus. Yes. <laughs> and it's awesome. And I love it. Uh, one of the things that um, I was actually talking with Pastor Luke about this this morning is that it's funny. So when you consume that much of the the gospels that quickly, you kind of start to pick up on patterns that maybe you didn't notice before yeah. because it was spread out. And I realized like Jesus took every opportunity to turn everything into a teaching moment. Yeah. For somebody. Mm-hmm. And there's one parable that I've read uh, a couple times now, or one miracle that I've read a couple times now, and it's in Matthew and Mark. And it's really funny. Um, I, I always, I don't know why, but I always picture when Jesus does this, like it's a scene from, you know, the the movie Bruce Almighty? Yes. You ever seen that movie yes. with Jim Carrey? Right? When he's just like walking around, he has like God's power, and he's just like pointing at stuff, and stuff <laughs> happens, and a meteor falls, and a monkey comes out of a guy's butt. And, <laughs> Like, right, like all that stuff. Like he's yes. just walking around doing that. Well, there's this this moment in the Gospels when Jesus walks up to a fig tree because he's hungry. And there's no figs on it. And he's like, cursed you fig tree. And then it just shrivels up. Yep. <laughs> and I always picture that, like that moment where he's just like, he just like points at it and it just starts to shrivel mm-hmm. and no longer bears fruit. And I always kind of laugh at it. But then... Right away, I love in, in Mark's gospel, it, it kind of frames it a little different that the next day the disciples walk past and they see the tree and they're like, hey, Jesus, look, there's the tree you cursed. And, you know, it's all shriveled and dry. And then he goes into this like awesome preaching moment mm-hmm. where he's talking about faith and faith like a mustard seed. Mm-hmm. And it kind of goes from like this funny, like Jim Carrey, Bruce Almighty point and something happens moment. Do you see that Jesus was intentionally setting everything up for him to have this discussion with his disciples about having faith. And if you have faith, even like a mustard seed, you can cast it into the sea or tell it to be thrown in the sea and it will. And like that was probably a crucial sermon for like, it wasn't to 5,000 people, 
right? Mm-hmm. That message was just for his 12 apostles. Those are the only people who are with him on the road between Bethany and Jerusalem. Mm-hmm. And so I guarantee you when they were being persecuted by the Pharisees, when Rome was bringing down a heavy hand of persecution on the church, that they were thinking back to that moment. We're like, yeah, we got to have faith like a mustard seed. Yeah. We saw that tree, it shriveled up. We know what faith like a mustard seed can do. And it's just so cool to me how like... I didn't pick up so much on that before, but when you're just consuming so much of the Bible so quickly, you start to pick up on those patterns that you maybe missed when you're reading it like section by section. Mm-hmm. And so that's been something that was really cool to me that I just, I read it this morning and, and saw it in that light for the first time. I just, my, my favorite thing about you even sharing that is, you know, sometimes we can just think like, oh, like I love doing like outreaches and having fun with kids and I love doing the ministry and doing all these things but like there's so much like we see the surface level but God has so much more in store yeah like you get irritated about something that you're serving and you someone irritates you that you're serving with yeah but the Lord has put that person by you for a reason (laughs) yeah and that irritation for you is probably a teaching moment for them right and I think even that scenario just reminded me of that yeah in general oh yeah Man, it's so good. <clears throat> so good. Well, guys, we're, it's going to be a little bit of a shorter podcast today mm-hmm. um, during these 21 days of prayer and fasting. Uh, our schedules are very, very busy, <laughs> and uh, that's pretty normal here at Cornerstone. So we're going to wrap it up. Hopefully, you guys enjoyed this. It was great to have you on the podcast today, Kayla. Thank you so much uh, for, for joining me today and for giving us some awesome insight on the Old Testament. And uh, hopefully... Our predictions come true. Oh, please, Lord. (laughs) That the Lions will win on Sunday. We're just going to name it and claim it, baby. Um, But, uh, guys, it's been a great podcast. Hopefully, you guys are enjoying 21 days of Mm -hmm. prayer and fasting. Uh, We got some prayer meetings coming up. We got one on Saturday. We got one on Sunday. We got one on Tuesday. And we got one on Thursday. You can go to website, cornerstonehound.com. Find all the info you need on prayer and fasting right there. We'll see you guys next week. Bye, guys. Get out there and tell somebody about Jesus. How's everybody doing today? Come on, somebody. Nothing's sticking anymore. Well, can't work them off today. It's flooded. Man, there is just a good vibe happening today.